I have allowed myself to be overwhelmed. I've done several episodes about it, and you know what I'm talking about. You sit there and you try to read all of these books. You're trying to learn everything you can because the doctors don't know what's going on. And you have to educate yourself so you can share this with the doctor or educate yourself so you can get better. So I am thrilled. I have put in all the numbers. The taxes are done. I just now need to pay for it, finalize it, and be on my way and then be good to go. I have procrastinated enough and I'm so tired of putting things off. And that's something that like I, I notice, and, and that's why I wonder, you know, in my family, how long has, you know, HEDS possibly been in my family? And different parts from both sides, but I'm pretty sure it came from the tall Paul side, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But I was thinking about it. I was telling my son, I said, you know, you want to get things done. You don't want to put things off for a reason that really makes no sense. My grandmother, she would get the mail in and you put the mail on her dresser and she wouldn't have a chance to go through it. And then the next day she'd get another little package of mail and you put it there and it'd be junk mail. It'd be stuff that needed to be thrown away. And she wouldn't let you go through it because she needed to go through it and she never went through it. And That has always been something that's bothered me because I don't want to start hoarding things and I don't want to start having all these things that need to be done and they're not done. So last night I stayed up, I started going through my to-do list and I said, I've got to choose my battles wisely. I've asked my son to try on this pair of shorts for, I don't know, weeks now. I've been trying to get him to see if this Oculus cord is the right cord for his VR. He had to have it. I got it for him in October, and he still hasn't attempted to do it. And my husband needs to do things, and I I can't get somebody, I can't snap my fingers and have somebody else do it. And I said, you know, I have to choose my own battles, and I have to cross these things off my list and just say that's it it's no longer my to do it's no longer something i can worry about today my son the president of awol zebra my baby boy i was like i need to figure this out i've got international minutes or i don't have international minutes i've got individuals that i'm trying to interview and i'm finding out that uh, there are individuals that have contacted me for interviews I've had to postpone, uh, postpone some, postpone some, because of some. Uh, I was overwhelmed at one point with my taxes, but also my husband had surgery and he had an infection, so I had to put some things off. And some of them are international, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Let me do. I get international on my phone, so that was another to do I had to do. So by opening up and talking to my son, my son said, "Well, hey." You're just going to, you can do it this way. And I went, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Thank you. What a load off my mind. What a weight off of my shoulders. And I felt like this is cool. Now I'm not so overwhelmed. I understand how I can do an international interview now. And so I'm super excited. And I'm scheduling the interviews for the people that are coming up. Uh, I'm really excited. I have a 
uh, a nurse that doesn't have this illness, but she works with students. And I think that'll be real helpful for, for individuals that, you know, don't have the illness, but are trying to understand us and how it relates to children in the school system. Because I'm really grateful my son's doctor wrote a letter and it's incredible. He just said, you know, Wyland uh, comes from a family with connective tissue disorders and things uh, are not, you know, on a time schedule. You never know when something is going to happen and it will uh, necessitate him having to leave school or come to school late. And I felt just, wow, that that was super incredible. So another to do to done. And I'm thrilled and with my taxes done. And now I'm excited because tonight I'm going to start my studying for my personal trainer. I plan on, I've got a few more things to do, but I've cut down my to-do list. And I bring this up because it's time you need to start working on you. And it's difficult when you've got all these strengthening exercises, all these other little things and then you've got to throw in exercises too. It's so hard. On top of remembering and trying to manage everything else, you just can't do all of this. So I try to wrap it up into like to three simple things. Now, fascial remodeling for the HEDS patient, that is pretty much you're putting things back in the position that they are supposed to do and to supposed to be in. So your pelvis is out, you put it back in. Then you have an adhesion, a quadriceps out, you kind of release those things go back in and you need to have proper positioning in order to be able to release those fascial adhesions so you need to be able to be relaxed and feel comfortable while you're working on your fascia and now i've said it before but it doesn't hurt to say it again that fascia is a new and mysterious system of the body and to most they're really not sure about it. And the principles for caring for it can feel very confusing and even overwhelming. You've probably been taught stretching, strength training, or foam rolling to help your body heal or stay flexible and healthy is what you need. But maybe you found out by now that using those techniques may have not helped as you would have liked them to. Have you noticed that? What happened was the fascia is not being engaged or released during those activities. Now, while they are useful tools for healthy living, if there are restrictions throughout your fascial system, then the results won't be as long-lasting or as effective. Remember, I told you that massaging, cupping, those things feel great, but they don't last. So I've come up, there's three ways for you to care for your fascia that are just a little addition to your self-care routine. Now, if you follow, if you were following like the Ashley Black fascia lasting thing, they're like, oh, you should be able to spend an hour a day on your body. Excuse me? I, I, I beg to differ. I, I don't know how I can do that. I'm trying hard enough just to stand up, breathe keep my proper posture and do my paperwork and keep everybody else in line. But I think we can do this together. Now, just a brief intro. 
to help you make sure that you do really understand that fascia is a whole body system and it's made up of a three-dimensional web and that web consists of microtubule fibers that sit in a gel-like substance called the ground matrix. Now the fascia surrounds and supports every other system in our body. It also acts as a shock absorber as we move through forces of life protecting us and keeping us from harm. Now when it's in a healthy state, the fibers slide and glide upon each other and the gel is hydrated and fluid. But when it's overused from repetitive activities or there's like you've been clenching your teeth or you've been bracing or like hunched your shoulders or you've got surgical scars, the fascia clumps down like glue. The fibers begin to stick together like a clump of cooked spaghetti left without water and that gel-like substance dehydrates. When it's left unstretched or released, the tissue hardens. Now you may feel some of those hardened areas in your body. It's the clumping or let's just say the hardening of the fascia, which surrounds every fiber of the muscle, even down to the cellular level. So now that you've got that in your head, now you can realize why all of those therapies that the doctors are having you do aren't actually working. You've got clamped down, glued, just molded spaghetti noodles without water just stuck in your body. Now my adhesions are being ripped off the bone. When you're a little bit skinnier, that's kind of where they go. But if you're not at that point or you're having them released, this is something that I want you to do and I've said it before. You want to start your morning with a myofascial stretch. I like to think of a cat. Okay, a, a cat, when they get up, they elongate their entire body. Their paws are stretched out in front. Ugh. We got to learn from our four-legged babies, don't we? Imagine that you're just waking up and you reach your arms over your head to stretch. You elongate your arms and your hands away from your body. And this elongation engages the fascia. Now you want to hold it for about three to five minutes. That's the time needed to unstick that stuck fascia and allow for the lengthening of the tissue. Now some key points along with the elongation and the time factor, it's not to force, but rather to bring your body to the end of range, then allow the fascia to release with time because that's what releases the adhesion is time and pressure. And you may feel a spontaneous movement while the tissue unravels and unwinds. So if you add these few principles to any stretch, you will allow the stretch the, to affect the shortened and dehydrated fascia. Okay, that's very important. So you get up and you stretch and just think of your cat and just stretch and feel that fascia just kind of start to release. And then you want to connect with your body. Our bodies are always communicating with us um, through sensations. One of the sensations is pain. 
Start to think about pain as a message. And Lord knows we all have lots of messages, don't we? As a way that our body is communicated with us, just like when a baby cries, they're saying they're hungry or they need to be tended to. Our bodies work in a similar way. But most of us live very disconnected from different areas of our body. You might not feel the sensation that the body is sending until it is loud and screaming at you. So you want to tune in and connect with your body. It will help you feel the subtle sensations. But when you have so much adhesed fascia, you just can't connect. Sadly, you need to feel the pain so that you can work with it. It's just like if you feel cold, that's your body's way of communicating, saying, hey, maybe you have a fever or you need a jacket. But if you ignore it, your body's needs will not be met. So if your body is saying, hey, I hurt, then you need to tend to it. Reevaluate your to-do list. And then the next thing, this is my third one, and this is my favorite. It's the jiggle, 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 jiggle. It's the self-rebounding technique. And that's when you release your fascial adhesions when you jiggle. It kind of creates a wave-like motion in our bodies that breaks up or releases that stuck fascia. What you want to do is you want to try standing with your legs, you know, hips width apart, I guess, your shoulders and your neck, need to be relaxed and your arms by your side and just imagine that your body is being supported by your feet. Feel into your feet as they support your body. Keeping your body soft, bend and straighten your knees, creating a rhythmic wave motion. Keep feeling into your body as you jiggle. Notice which areas feel rigid or smooth which feel very heavy or light. Follow your own rhythm, which may change as you move along and the restrictions will be able to be released. Now, again, this is just a little something I like to think about as the three ways to start off your morning because you've got so much to do once you get up, right? All of those to-dos can be overwhelming. So stretch like a cat, listen to your body, communicate, and jiggle it, baby. Thank you so much for listening. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra, have a lovely day.